Welcome back to Swagelock Southeast Texas Talks. I'm your host, Buster Caballero, along with my co-host, my other bearded brother, Logan Boatwright. Logan, how are you doing today? Doing great. It's a beautiful day outside, and I'm ready to get her going. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we also have one of our fellow technical advisors with us, Mr. Sean Sellers. Sean, how are you doing today, my man? Good morning, guys. I'm doing well. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, guys, we're going to have another wonderful show here today. And as always, you know, if you're following us on YouTube, go ahead, click that subscribe button right now so that you can get alerts whenever we go live on our next shows and post items. But for today, Logan, what's going on? What's on the topic? Yeah, so today we're going to continue talking about SEAL support systems, SEAL flush plans. Um, today, specifically, we're going to discuss how our partners have been upgrading their SEAL fill carts making their seal pop maintenance easier and safer and, and just less difficult to deal with. So we've already introduced Sean Sellers and Sean's been working with his customers on these applications for quite a while now. So Sean, thanks for, thanks for being here, man. Glad to be on. So Sean, we'd like to start the show off always with our, uh, our guest, man, show, tell, tell us your background and how, how did you end up here at Swage Lock? Yeah, so uh, I, uh, I was born and raised in, in Texas, um, and then I moved up to Washington State for a little while. Uh, my dad got a, another gig with Swage Lock up there, and uh, so I went to, went to two years of community college up there and bounced back to Texas as quick as I could, played a few years of college ball and in Northeast Texas. And, um, when I got out, I, I decided to come work for Swage Lock. Chris Jones was, was nice enough to give me a job and started off in Beaumont, um, about four years ago. And, uh, I guess, I guess last July I was able to make a switch over to our Laporte location. So, um, yeah, been, been, uh, been one heck of a ride so far and, and loving every minute of it. So how long has your dad worked with Swage Lock? Uh, you know, as long as I can remember, longer than I've been alive. So uh, it's in your blood. Which, which is incredible because uh, I remember when I was eight years old, uh, he brought back a bunch of boxes of Snoop. And back in the day, you actually had to put the, the stickers on the Snoop liquid leak detection. And uh, that was my job for the summer was, was putting stickers on Snoop. And I loved it because <laughs> I got, I got paid, you know, <laughs> I could just imagine you like sitting down in your transformers, pajamas or something, putting on uh, <laughs> Snoop stickers. <laughs> I playing Xbox for a while, but made a little cash. So we were happy. <laughs> you're, you're a company man, even before you're born. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Love it. All right, Sean. So, can you can you tell us in general about the uh, the systems in regards to the fill carts and fill tubes? Um, what what exactly are we talking about here? You know, what what plans 
just give us an overview if you can. Yeah, yeah. So the systems we're going to be talking about today are are typically going to be your plan API six eighty two plan fifty twos and fifty threes. Um, they're basically lube oil reservoirs that that are pushing lube oil into a seal flush system and lubricating a seal, cooling it, and uh, and lubricating it at the same time. So the seal cart fill tubes and the seal cart carts themselves are really kind of accessory components that are that are used in this bigger system. Um, but we are looking at uh, mostly seal reservoir applications today. So with these these seal pots and the fill carts and everything, you know, uh, why are customers needing to? What are the customer's goals with these? What makes it different from a regular plan like 12 or 15? Is there a different type of maintenance that has to happen or how the customers, you know, their, their PM plans with regards to these or how they set them up? Yeah, so I think one of the most important things about these systems are it's a, it's a lube oil and they're acting either as a barrier or a buffer fluid to keep your system process from blowing back into atmosphere or blowing back into the seal reservoir itself. Um, so when you when you think about a, a lube oil having to fill a void, if you will, in a seal, you're gonna have a little contamination and you're also gonna have a little bit of seal oil going back into the process. So when you think about that, you think, well, if I fill it up at five gallons today, it's not necessarily going to be at five gallons tomorrow. So when you start thinking about the ways that you're going to have to fill these things and keep them working and keeping them operated, it becomes a logistical nightmare to try to keep them filled up and operating. So when I see, when I see customers having um, issues or problems or maybe just looking at optimizing, it, it's right around the fill carts and the fill tubes, um, just, just finding easier ways to, to keep them filled up and going. So with what you're mentioning right now, Sean, I just kind of picture in my head of changing the oil on your car in a little bit, you know, on that side, the maintenance of, you know, you, you get your oil changed and then you take it in and the guy pulls the dipstick out and he goes, oh, you're, you're down a, a little bit. Let's top you off there. Hey, you're, you probably need to get an extra quart in here on that. Or for the very simplistic explanation of that, is that kind of what we're, we're talking about right here in a way? Exactly. Exactly. You've got to have the minus touch, you know. <laughs> so, so are these guys using like 10W30 or something like that, or is there a special oil? Yeah, so it, it kind of depends on the application. Um, the, the lube oil has to be specific to the process and make sure that it doesn't react with the process. It also has to be able to lubricate the seal as well. So you can see all different types of lube oils, but yeah, it's 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 similar to a motor oil. It's similar to a glycol. Um, it, it really does vary, but it's very. As far as looking at it, the this the the vision test, yes, very very similar. All right, John. How do how do our customers? I'm still laughing about the Snoop story. Sorry, I'll, I'll get over it at some point. How do our, our customers typically refill these pots? What's their method of doing it now? Yeah, so you'll have a, a three or five or 10 gallon reservoir. And basically coming off of that reservoir, you'll have a one inch female port. Maybe it's three quarter inch female port. 
Um, typically what I'm seeing right now is if you're, if you're lucky, you have a quick connect screwed in there. If you're kind of the general public, uh, you mostly have a bull plug, just a, just a pipe plug into that reservoir. Um, so a, a customer will come out, he'll get his fill cart, make sure it's filled up with the, uh, the reservoir oil and, uh, he'll go up to the pump and, and he's just going to hope that he's got the right quick connect or the right connection to get into that reservoir and be able to make a connection. Um, you know, one thing we haven't touched on yet, but, but these, these reservoirs are not sitting on the ground. They have to be mounted, uh, three to four feet above the center line of the pump so that you can get good flow down into the seal. Um, so when you think about three to four feet or two foot plus the reservoir, some of these systems are, are so far off the ground that you actually need to have a ladder to get up to them. Um, so when you, when you think about that, man, that, that throws a huge wrench in your plans. You're not grabbing a seal cart, a fill, fill cart, and just going out there and plug and play. It, it becomes a nightmare to try to get up there and fill these things. We have to get a ladder and a harness and a permit tunnel and and actually climb up that ladder and well wow. yeah, i mean you're, you're talking about permits you're talking about fall protection harnesses i mean it, in that case it, it's not an easy thing to do um the easiest case is that they're they're not super high off the ground but you still have the issues like you're talking about do you have the right connection do you have a bucket and uh, you got to pour it in there or you know, do you have a fill cart and the right connection to get into the reservoir? Um, there's just, what I've seen in the field is there's a, not a whole lot of standardization. So you, you're you constantly going back to the truck and looking for parts. Mm -hmm. and, is, and is this one of these things where maybe somebody has either added something on or taken off to do maintenance and changed it so you might run into... It's it's a half inch connection on this side, but then it's three eighths on the other on the other two, and then I got to change back on that side because th these are usually have been in for a long time, right? In the facility, a lot of these facilities that we're talking about have been around for 30, 20, 30, sometimes forty years, and it could be the original seal pot, right? Yeah, I mean, really, all it is is a pressure vessel, and they they don't have a great system on lifetime. So you could, you could reuse these things. They could be there for longer than you've worked at the plant. And, and going back to your point, you know, you might have four or five lube technicians that this is what they do on a daily basis, but they all set them up a little different. So when you go to, you know, another area of the plant, they're going to be completely different and, and you might not have the right parts to, to be able to fill that reservoir successfully. So Sean, let's walk through some of the solutions that you know we're helping the customers with coming up with. I, I'm gonna share a little uh, a PDF document we have during this right now and then walk us through it, okay? Okay. Here we go. All right, so what's this we're looking at right here? 
Yeah, so that's just that's just basically your seal reservoir. That one right there is a Plan 53, um, which uh, the the main difference between a 53 and a 52 is that a 53 has a, a nitrogen pressure on it. So you're going to set that nitrogen pressure anywhere between 10 and 15 pounds above process pressure, um, and you're going to force that that uh, seal oil into the seal. Um, Hanging off of there, of that that seal reservoir is our is our fill tube. Um, as you can see, you've got a high point vent, you've got a check valve, a block valve, and a quick connect. Um, all of those things are very important to be able to fill this system safely, um, and and while the pump is running. So, if you think about it, you've got let's say you've got a hundred pounds of nitrogen in that that uh, pot right there you've got to be able to have a way to block that in connect a hose and then be able to overcome that pressure so our fill tube allows you to do so while it's in operation and that's that's not very common in the field you don't see that very often um and uh I, yeah it's connected down there at the bottom picture um, basically you just, you just open after you connect the, the quick connect, you open up that, that block valve and you're able to overcome the pressure and, and fill up the reservoir until where you want it on the, uh, the side gauge. Um, the other part about that is when you go to disconnect, you've got a quick, you've got a check valve in line and it, it blocks anything from coming back on an operator. Um, as I said before, these systems are known to have uh, a, a leakage, basically. If you're leaking your seal oil into process, you can believe that the, the, the process is also contaminating your seal oil. So if you're, if you're sealing a VOC, uh, you know, hydrocarbon of some sort, it's going to be sitting into that, that seal reservoir when you go to fill this thing up. If, if you don't have the safety precautions in in place with like a fill tube type design, then you're basically you're basically opening yourself up to uh, you know basically being being hit in the face with a with a gas or um, you know an exposure a potential exposure is going to happen. So that's that's the main one right there. And that's like the stories that our customers have come to us with saying like, Hey, here's some of the issues that we're running into with these vessels. Right. Yeah. And I think the, the one that comes to mind is, uh, one of our, one of my local customers was, uh, installing four pumps in a specific area of the plant. Um, and they, they just wanted to standardize, you know, let's, let's make it easy on our guys to go fill these. Um, Let's make it so they don't have to go find things, don't have to risk a potential exposure uh, to a VOC. And that's what we did for them. We just, we just bolted these things on to the existing systems they had in place. And they used their own fill cart they already had to fill up using the fill tube. So you can not only build these new with the fill tubes, but you can go back and retrofit a system. And, and Logan, that's, that's really how I've been approaching this with my customers. Um, they, they already have these systems in place. 
right? So they already have the reservoirs all throughout their plant. They still need help with the filling side of things. So that's absolutely, I, I mean, yes, of course, on new installations, it would be great to, to put the fill tube on, but I'm, I'm looking at uh, right here, right now, trying to help and, and standardize the facility. Sure. And that's, that's the thing is we're, we're very configurable with the fill tubes. We can come in the side, we can come in the top. All we really need to know is what the uh, female port on the, the seal reservoir is, and, and we can build one specifically for that system. Um, they're really standardized to basically two options, but um, they work for, for a wide variety of systems. That's awesome. So thanks for sharing all that about the, the fill tubes. And I know you've said this and what you've just been saying, but get it all in one place. What, what specific issues do these fill tubes solve? Well, it just, it stops all of the, do I have the right parts? Can I, can I go make what I need my task done, right? Can I go fill this, this uh, reservoir without any issues? I think that's the that's the major heartburn. Um, so basically, if you standardize a system, all the systems in the plant where you've got the same quick connect, you've got the same you know process, then you're speeding up your time significantly. The other thing is is that the reason that these fill tubes hang down to the bottom of the pot is so you don't have to get on a ladder. If you don't have to get on a ladder, you're eliminating all types of timeline and you know abilities to to speed up that process as well. Um, and then the safety aspect of it, you know, if you've got the check valve and a block valve um, holding you back and protecting you from process, then then you also eliminate any. All right, guys, that's my dog uh, going off, being the guardian. <laughs> well, thank you. Dog or a kid, so. Mine's sitting at my feet right now. It won't, it won't ever leave. <laughs> well, thanks for going through that, Sean. And in conjunction with the fill tubes, we, we also have a pretty neat solution to get these things filled up because you can't really connect a quick connect to the five-gallon bucket you have to have something else to be able to fill it up, especially in one of these pressurized vessels. Can you tell us a little bit more about what we have to solve this problem? Yeah, so what's funny is uh, this, little, this little canister right here um, has been a pretty big hit with my customers. Um, they're, they're localized. Uh, they they want to keep them by the pumps, but basically... All it is is a little three to five gallon reservoir, um, and it's got a hand pump. And basically, we've got a little protection on pressure over pressurization, um, the swage lock touch on that. But you've got a hose and a quick connect on the end of it, and you can hook that right up into the uh, the fill tubes. Um, it, it's just the same same story as is having the right parts to get the job done and not going searching for them. So that's, that's, uh, that's the first one. Um, we also build a much larger 
type cart uh, that holds about 15 gallons, 10 to 15 gallons. That one's more used for initial installation. Like if you're going out, you're putting a new one in, or you're flushing the current system, you need a whole lot more uh, oil to be able to, you know, basically fill it up, flush it out. Oh, sorry, I had to mute myself for a second on that one. Uh, so, Sean, in all together, when you combine a seal fill tube, a seal fill car to upgrade the process and all, what, when you add these things, what are you taking away from the? Yeah, you, I mean, you're taking away a lot of headache. You're taking a lot of, a lot of uh, issues that, you know, really just can be solved. It's, it's like in day-to-day -day operations, right? We want to make ourselves successful. Um, if you can take away all of those type of need parts, um, have the right parts for the job, then, you know, you make, you make technicians' lives easier. They can be more, way more successful. And then they can also go knock out other work orders, you know, be more, be more efficient for the plant. So, John, and again, you, you've covered this throughout talking about it, but what issues do the fill carts solve and, and how, how used in conjunction with the fill tubes can they help our customers out? Do you, do you have any, any stories from any of your customers in, in regard to that? Yeah, you know, the fill carts themselves, they really solve, especially on, on pressurized systems, they solve the ability to actually fill them. So if you don't have some type of pump that's, that's pushing uh, fill reservoirs, you know, into them, uh, then you just can't do it unless you shut the pump down. Um, if you shut the pump down and, you know, depressurize the system, yeah, you can go pour a bucket of oil in there, no problem. Um, but that, that is, and, you know, most, most of our local customers at this point have the fill carts, some type of either manual or electric pump to pressurize that, that uh, lubricating oil into it. So most of our customers have something that they're using other than being on the ladder and, and pouring the, down the that's, that's, with a funnel. So that's... Most that's of them, yeah. The, the biggest miss I'm seeing in industry is the fill tubes. And the, the thing is, is I can, we can go fill, you know, sell the fill tubes to everyone and make sure that they've got the right, right quick connects and stuff like that. The fill carts themselves, uh, most people do have these in the field. Uh, they just work so hand in hand. Um, you have to, if, if you have one, you have to have the other type thing. Uh, and if, uh, you know, if I had to pick one, I'd, I'd definitely think that the customers need to fill tubes because you eliminate the ladder. You eliminate having to get up, um, you know, try to find any and every piece of, uh, you know, pipe fittings to make something happen. Um, so the fill tubes are really, really a game changer for most of my customers. Thank you. Well, we're coming up on the end of the, uh, we're getting close to our time right here now. Logan, is there any other issue that we haven't talked with Sean about or Sean, is there anything else that we, we might be missing 
that we should let our viewers and our customers know? No, guess guess that about covers it. <laughs> well, good. Well, Sean, man, thanks for joining us today, man. We appreciate. It. I know you probably got to head out into the field, so we're going to let you go. Uh, Logan and I are going to wrap up this show, man. But thanks for stopping by and sharing your experience and your knowledge with us, buddy. Yeah, thanks for coming in, Sean. I appreciate it. All right, bud. You have a good day, man. Thank you. So as, as you guys can see, you know, Sean, Sean is really passionate about SEAL support systems, and, and we are as a company. I think we're on, what, episode nine here? Yeah. We're on 10. This is episode 10. Nice. So this is episode 10, and it's the third of our 10 episodes that is centered around SEAL support systems and SEAL flush plans. Um, we had Sean to talk about the fill carts and fill tubes today. We've had Brandon on before to talk about the actual SEAL support systems. Then we've had Jake on to talk about the components that can help in, in rotating equipment. So we're, we're very serious about getting involved and, and helping our customers on the rotating equipment side. And we're very passionate about it as well. So as we have gotten more into this area, we've, we've come up with new ways and new things to do to, to help our customers out. So let us work with you. Let us work together and let us figure it out together. So if you have any questions or if you think there's anything we might be able to do to help you out, let us know. Just about all of our solutions that we talk about here and, and that we talk about, Buster, when we're out in the field are customer-driven solutions. Everything we do is, is driven by one of you guys listening or watching us here today. So thanks for watching. If you have any questions or an area we can help in, please ask. And just to kind of piggyback on what was said, you know, a lot of what we're doing, the main goal is that we want our customers to perform their work safely, more efficiently, less downtime, less leaks. And a lot of what we're doing pertains into all that, into the whole safety aspect and making sure that you're running at the top speed you can. So if that's with seal carts, uh, simple components, if that's our assembly solutions, all of these are just to make your lives are a little bit easier. So, Logan, next week, we got something uh, a little different coming next week, right? Yep, next week, next week we're going to get into uh, just some general things that Buster and I run into in the field. Maybe a, maybe a top 10 list of uh, questions that we get asked or things we get called out for. So, it'll be a little different format, but it's, it's going to be fun. So, we hope you tune in next week. Um, thank you, Sean, for coming. And if you have any questions or ideas for something to be on the show, please reach out and let us know. Again, we're we're here to talk about the things that you want to talk about. Yeah. As always, guys, go ahead and check us out at sset.swedgelock.com on the internet. Follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or just type in Swedgelock Southeast Texas. We're there. And on YouTube, click the subscribe button to get more episodes coming up. If you want to check out the document that we showed today, the PDF file, it's in the description below. You can click on that and it'll take you to the website where we have all the information on there. Share this with your friends. We appreciate it. Anything. And if there's a topic you want to cover, go ahead and let us know. That's the end of our show. Logan, I think it's time for us to get out in the field too, my man. So we'll uh, see y'all next week. Hey, week. Bye, bro.